Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. She did really well in Celebrity Jeopardy one time. Hello and welcome. Oh, my voice cracked a little bit there, like Michael J. Fox, Brian J. Fox. A buddy of mine was IMing me today, and he's like, hey, I'm doing this new thing where I'm like addicted to it, and it's looking where people live. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, there's this thing called like white pages or something, and you just Google, and it tells you people's address. And I'm like, bull fucking shit. I'm like, I know what you're talking about, but that's not... that doesn't work. And he's like, oh, yeah, check this out. And then he sent me two um, listings of people with my same name that were not me, that s- sort of lived near where I was, but weren't me. I don't know what, th- what that's apropos of, but because my voice cracked. Uh, it is episode 211 of the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Of course, if you're not already familiar, you can white page me. My name is Brian Beckner. White, you can do, do a search. Brian Beckner and shoot me my address because somebody that is a close friend of mine attempted to do it today and he was wrong. There's somebody else. There's other guys with my same name that live near me. In fact, a buddy of mine was playing in a, not playing, he was managing a little league game and he was getting ready to manage and, uh, the umpire came over and he's like, all right, how you doing, coach? Uh, my name's Brian Beckner. And the guy's like, what? But my buddy was like, what? Brian Beckner? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, do you know about the other Brian Beckner? And the guy was like, yeah, I do. It's kind of weird, right? Anyway, I'm sure there's many Ed Dailies. There's one specific one who powers the show from afar. And he joins us now. Ed, Edward, how are you? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I was just thinking. I went to high school with a girl with the last name Daly, and it, 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 I think her name was Emily Daly. She was a different grade than me, but I would like get some of her mail sometimes, like through the school. Like oh, E Daly. I remember. Yeah, I got her like PSAT scores one time. Well, I was how'd like, she what do? Is, what is this? Uh, she's good. I think she was a good student. She didn't. She didn't take you in the math though, because you've already decreed that you're you're an 800 math person. No, I'm not an 800, but I said. It was like the, the the idea was if your life depended on it, would you like your chances against the average person? That, it was something like that. Yeah, that that was that was it. I'm not an 800. You would take it. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's another Brian Beckner that lives near me, and he's he's heard of me because I would be the more famous Brian Beckner because I have a podcast. Yeah, and you mentioned your your friend is really into looking at people's addresses. They have names for people like him. Yeah, stalkers. Stalkers, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I have a question for you. And okay. Is, uh, I'm, not making, I'm not making a grand statement. I have a question. <laughs> right before we started, I was reading some. I was kind of skimming through a story to, to understand what they were talking about. Uh, there was some cultural appropriation anger over Bruno mm. Mars. What, first I of all, this. I didn't think he was white. I, I, I didn't even know, but but I don't. I honestly don't understand cultural appropriation. It drives me insane. There's no I, such I, thing. I like I thought, we were just supposed to like, you know, take things we like and. You know, it's. I'm not saying like. Remember when like you hear Led Zeppelin just straight up ripped off, um, and the Stones, know, yeah. No, well, the Stones gave credit. They would say, you know, this is Helen Wolf or Mighty right. Waters. Like they gave credit. Led Zeppelin's like, oh yeah, yeah. Jimmy came up with this in a, in, you know. Oh yeah, they would steal. And they're like, yeah, no, they no, would no, steal actual exact. songs. Yeah, yeah, they'd steal actual songs. Yeah, but I'm saying like, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought like. We what we wear baggier shorts than John Stockton because, you know, the the Arkansas Scotty Thurman those guys wore baggier shorts and then it just became a you know a baggier short thing. But like, yeah. is that cultural appropriation or are you just kind of you know no. people are trendsetters? I, I don't know what cultural appropriation means. It's this is this drives me crazy because and obviously we don't do a political show, but this isn't a political topic. The, there's been things lately where I think in. Uh, Portland or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest where a guy, a chef was like called out and I don't forgive me for not knowing the details, but if you listen to the show, then you know who I, I think, am. I think I know where you're going with this. He got, he got called out or had his restaurant shut down because he was, he was serving burritos. He was making Mexican food, but he was white. He's a white guy yeah. making Mexican food. Guess what? I, I Anybody can make any kind of food. You fuck. It's yeah, food. I don't care about uh, Bruno Mars. I don't certainly don't care about Kardashians. I remember one time, like one of them wore uh, an outfit, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, come on!" The cultural appropriation. It's like, wh- I mean, wh- what does this even mean? I it's, don't- it's so stupid. Um, yeah, there's a whole thing about. I mean, obviously, no white guy should have dreads, but um, there right. was a whole thing about white people having dreads, and it was like, "Oh, this is cultural appropriation." Well. Uh, I think it just yeah, looks stupid on white people. Of course. And dreads, while more synonymous in this fucking tiny smidgen of time that we inhabit, while more synonymous with black people, people of African descent, it's dreads are just fucking dirty ass hair. And the Vikings had dirty ass hair. And every fucking every p- part of humanity before they figured out how to f- cut their hair off or do whatever had dreads like dreads are not black. And so you can't right. culturally appropriate dreads. And also, who gives a fuck? Because everybody has everything. There's another thing. There's this place in um there's this place in LA. And it's called Boyle Heights. And it's in East LA. And it is a place that you don't like occasionally the um if there's traffic, the uh the the one of your apps, your navigation apps will route you through this place to get around traffic. And it is, it is not the best town and some white guy and it's a it's a traditionally mexican hispanic latino area and recently some white guy opened up a coffee shop there 
And he's like, hey, I'm going to sell coffee here on the corner in Boyle Heights. And it's, it's a whole thing now that they're taught, they're saying, oh, he's there. Now they're gentrifying. They're gentrifying the neighborhood and the people that live there aren't going to be able to live there because it's going to become gentrified and the white people are going to move in. Except that there used to be a thing called white flight in the sixties and they go, oh, all the fucking white people are moving out. This neighborhood's right. going to shit because there's no, no white people won't, don't live there. It's, you can't just leave just because some black people move into your neighborhood doesn't mean that all the white people have to leave. So which is it? Are we gentrifying things or is it white flight or what? Or how about we just all shut the fuck up and who cares? Like, let's all just like live and let's have coffee where they serve coffee. And anybody that wants to make me a fucking burrito is welcome to make me a burrito. And if you want to be a white guy, have some fucking dreads or some French braids or whatever. Who gives a fuck? Let's move on. Let's do, let's all do this together instead of separately. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. It's all, it's all fucking nonsense. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Um, it was a couple things. I saw, I saw death wish. Yeah. what do you think? I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this. Okay. I won't say I enjoyed death wish, but I had very low expectations and it was I set them. I, I told you, yes. so I would appropriately set them low. It was, I was yes. helping you out. Yeah. And after my extreme, it all started with Robocop, the remake of Robocop that really, it was something I got very excited for because it was childhood nostalgia. And I'll, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, they're remaking Robocop and Michael Keaton's the bad guy and this is going to be badass. And it was so weak and terrible. And that I had no expectations. So I felt like that movie was fine. Right. And it's, it's that, um, there, that Joel Kinnaman, yeah, the Danish dude. Was, he was such a pussy Robocop. And he does, he plays every character with like kind of like a street yo accent. And I hated it. I was so bummed out. Yeah. Kelly Leak was Clarence Boddicker, right? <laughs> yes. Kelly Leak. He wasn't Clarence. No, he wasn't Clarence Boddicker, but he was. No, I'm not saying, he was, but he was that kind of. He was, no, he was, he was like a good guy, but he was a good, he was a cop or he was working oh. with the cops, oh, yeah, but he yeah. was like but against like, Robocop. Yes. Yeah. Assassin kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a bummer. And then re- more recently, I was really excited to see Den of Thieves with Liev Schreiber's <laughs> handsome younger brother or cousin or something. And, and the, the, the fantastic in, in the fact that he's always terrible, Gerard Butler. And I was and like, 50 Cent. Yeah. Oh, and 50 Cent with his two, they only allowed it. He was in every scene, but for some reason he only spoke two lines. I'm not sure. He wasn't, why. he wasn't even allowed to react in scenes. And Ice Cube's, Ice Cube Jr. was in it and everything. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be terrible, but the good kind of terrible. And then I went and saw it and it like wasn't terrible enough. So I had very low expectations of Death Wish and it was, it was bad in the, um, you know, like in the anything starring the rock sort of way where it's like enjoyable. Like I, I enjoyed it and I laughed out loud many times and I didn't realize it was Eli Roth until like guys like brains started pouring out of people's heads. And I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. This I is just Eli thought Roth. it was a, li- it was a like an NRA porn. Like it was no. a little too much like, Oh Yeah. We get the good guy with the gun. He's going to he's going to set everybody straight. Uh, Yeah, but I got like sort of a satirical vibe to that. Like when he's he's like goes to buy a gun and they're like, oh, don't worry about those background checks. We'll fill it out for you. Like there was like a whole, you know, and there was a whole like there was a lot of machine gun use and like and like concealing furniture. Yeah. But my Den of Thieves and Robocop expectations were at the floor. Right. And this one 
my expectations were a little bit higher, but you know, we saw the same movie. It's just, yeah, it's really expectations. But after I saw it, I texted you and, and lowered those expectations. You did. For you. <laughs> you did. And I, I was, helped. I was very annoyed at you. Cause I'd already told my kid, I was taking him to it and I'm like, fuck now. I don't want to see this piece of shit. Ed ruined it for me. And then, but actually you helped me. You actually did. did I knew what service. I was doing because yes. you said I'm taking my kid in a couple of days, and I knew you hadn't taken him yet. So I was doing what I, I was doing my duty to help you out. Yes, yeah, it was. It was my expectations were below the floor, and it was okay. Like I was. How about, I, how about Lizzie Shu? Um, she can totally get it, Lizzie Shu. Although I, they were, and spoiler alert, Lizzie Shu dies relatively quickly. I think that's in the trailer. I mean, I feel that's the whole premise of the movie. It is a remake. Like we get that this guy's got taking some revenge. But Uh, you know what got killed before the movie? Her acting ability. Whoa. (laughs) She. Well, I did like that. She's like, I'm like, wow. There's quite an age difference here, but I guess that's Hollywood. Uh, you know, it's a little weird. It's kind of not explained, but okay, it's fine. Just I think she was playing Allie with an eye while he was already balding on Moonlight. I know. It was a little weird, but I went with it. And then after she died, they did, they like sort of eulogized her with like something from the news or something. And there it's like, um, da- daughter 17, mother 43. And I'm like, it totally took me out of the movie. I'm like, wait, she's, she's supposed to be playing a 43 year old woman. Like, I don't like, that's not mm-hmm. believable to me or anybody else in this theater. Um, uh, but I was, yeah, it's, it was good to see her. Like it's not, it's not her peak leaving Las Vegas era, Lizzie shoe, but it's, I'm happy that she's still out there. Like getting a paycheck. Good for her. Sure. Sure. Uh, there's you one gotta more. You got to see game night. That's a good one. Okay, I will, I'll try to see that this weekend. Um, there's one more thing that I want to get to before okay. we move on to anything you would like to discuss. And it's happened near you. Um, of course, I'm talking about the helicopter that crashed into the East River just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And I, I was reading something, and I, was, I had to tweet it out because the only person that – it was like a sightseeing helicopter and uh, the only person that survived was the pilot – so, uh, five other people on board, they all died. They all probably drowned. And uh, his the pilot said he thinks what happened was that one of the passengers' bags um, hit a switch that turned off the fuel to oh. the <laughs> to the helicopter. And then I read, "Where are you seating them?" <laughs> right. And then I just read. Then I just read. I, know, I shouldn't be laughing about this because it's so awful. I just read another thing about it because now I'm slightly obsessed. I just read another thing about it that said that the um, the harnesses that the that the passengers wearing were basically impossible to release yourself from. So that's they, that's probably why they drowned. What an awful way to go. And also that the that the harness may have become entangled with whatever shuts off the fuel supply, and that's what happened. How the fuck is that possible? Like, hey, where should we put the uh, fuel supply lever? Yes. It's like- um, you know, I was thinking in that back right corner, you know, where people throw their shit. Yes. Like, it's, it's, I didn't read anything about it. I just saw the awful. I just saw like the pretty much the headline saying, yeah, the thing was upside down. What do you call the thing below the headline? Um, the subhead. The subhead. That's yeah. that's all I could read. I was like, yeah. you know what? No helicopters, no small planes for me. I was never going to do it. No. I just 
No, no, no thank you. No, hard no, pass. Hard pass on definitely nothing without fixed wings. Like I'm not going up in any kind of fucking copter. Those things crack. There was just one right. recently near me where it took off from my local airport here and fucking immediately crashed into somebody's condo and killed everybody. Like these copters, they fucking crash. So fuck copters. Fuck. The only way I'll, I'll consider it is if it's painted exactly like what is it? Island Island Tours. Oh, Island. Yes, Island Hoppers. Island Hoppers. That's yeah. right. And TC and, uh, and TC Roger Mosley is, is actually piloting yeah. from the cockpit, like at me. I'm like, you know what? I got. I got to no, give this a roll he, the dice. They actually have to have him flaunt piloting yes. the actual thing. Oh no, no, no. Go, yeah. I'm not saying a guy who looks like him. I'm right. saying TC's got to be yeah. there. Hundred percent. I'll do that. I'll take my chances with that. But I'm not going up in any. Um, these fucking hot air balloons. No. I'm, I'm like, I'm never going on one of those. And I was having a talk with this about fa- fancy sauce. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to hot air balloon. She goes, well, what if we're ever in Turkey for that um, amazing hot air balloon festival? You'd go up in one there. And I'm like, what? I'm fucking, I'm not going to Turkey, first of all. Secondly, no, I'm definitely not. I'm not going to the third <laughs> world. To, to cl- I'm not going to make the choice to get in a hot air balloon with some burnout flying it. Because it's always like some guy that might have been in Nam that just like just turned off the wild turkey faucet just right before yeah. he climbed in like fuck hot air balloons fuck copters choppers um uh hang gliders like any of that shit and fuck any vehicle that allows the passenger to turn off the fucking fuel mechanism. Fuel. Like I, I get on like a, I get us on a seventh supply of the engine. Right. I get on a 737 to go to to go to uh, Oakland and they don't let, they don't ask me to fucking throw my bags in the cockpit like they got a place for those and it's well away from anything that controls the fucking aircraft like what fucking planet are we on that this is a thing that could possibly happen like who's in charge terrible yeah uh, okay do you have anything no nothing I to just, share no no we've got we got plenty to do we got a lot yeah guys we're we are um, going to be discussing, you know, it's March Madness right now, the the big dance, the NCAA tournament, and we're so we're doing our own tournament that we will be discussing momentarily. But first, let's do some voicemails and email. We have a we have a, a new regular voicemailer, and it's it's good to get more action on the voicemail because it is a, a bit more intimidating to be heard on the show, and a lot of people really fail at it. So. It's, yeah, that's where Kyle and Scandy became famous, and then the he just kind of disappeared again. The, well, who knows? Missed that guy. Maybe he's doing a bid, or maybe he's working like on a. I feel mm. Like he could be like working on an oil rig out somewhere. Like is he, no internet is Scanny. Yeah, Scanny. You know something, something out like in a mine. He could yeah, be doing maybe he's in one of those Scanny oil rigs. Yeah, exactly. You know, like in the Dakotas, like he could be, he could like, or Canada <laughs> or something. He's like one he, of those guys fucking up the pipeline. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's out there. He's out there protesting. <laughs> he's uh, fucking up native territory. But we, we have this new guy, sexy Rexy, and he's reached who sounds out. Like who sounds like my customer who picked up a hooker on a business dinner. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, just based on the sound of this guy's voice, he's he has the potential to do anything. Like, I don't. I definitely would not want this guy flying my my copter. 
Um, nor would I want him near the fuel line. But he's he's reached out, and I, I shouldn't make fun of him because he's reached out and he's got some advice for me. Ready? He's creating content. Yeah. Hi, this is Sexy Rexy in New Mexi, and um, this message is uh, for Brian. I don't know. Should we be allowing him to nickname himself? And especially sexy. That's like such an off-putting term, descriptor anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't like men using the word sexy. And also Rexy. Rexy, yeah. It's like I mean, you made it rhyme on purpose. I'm gonna be in in uh in New Mexico in a few weeks and I'm a little scared. Oh, is that true? What yeah. maybe I'm you- doing a Colorado New Mexico trip. Oh really? Well, yeah. um, Maybe you guys can meet up. Maybe you'll be near Sexy Rexy. Uh, I'm, and you guys can hang. Maybe. The listeners maybe. like to have a hang. If you're around, a listener will try to hook up with you. I've, I've hung with a few. Um, let's, okay. Let's, yeah. Let's see, let's see what else he has to say. Uh, first of all, Brian, congratulations for having me on your podcast again. I'm kind of a big deal now, as you've probably heard. See, it's getting a little, it's a getting a little creepy, but it's it's still kind of amusing. I just don't know how much how many more of these it will take to yeah. really lose the amusement factor. Hold on. But the reason for my call is I've heard through the grapevine that you're having some problems uh, with bladder control. Specifically, uh, dribbling at the urinal when you're finished, mm. and I want- that's a hundred percent true. And I pro I drink a lot of water, Ed. Yeah, me too. I uh, I probably urinate. I I haven't counted, but it would probably be like eight times a day at least. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would have been in. I would have said seven or so yeah, for me. Yeah, my you know, a good day might even be a dozen. And I get some, I get some drippage. I get some serious mm. drippage, and I'm like, I'm not always doing a hundred percent as to shaking it out. Like I don't really whip it around every time because I'm in a hurry. Usually, I just want to get in there, get it going. And going places. Lo- yeah, a lot of times it'll come back to sting me. Because also, and I've made clear on this show, not a big wearer of underwear, air quoting here. Unless we got a sponsor, unless an underwear company wants to sponsor the show. Oh, yeah. They, they, MeUndies sponsors like every podcast. And let's not just give away free advertising here. I'm saying any, any, un- there's, there's other brands out there. But what I'm saying is we could go for a, co- a competitor. That's true. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Hanes or them, or them. Yeah, I'll like any of the any of the bigs. Uh, if you want to, I'll start wearing underwear if it's your thing. Uh, so a lot of times I'll go in there and it's I'll, I won't even realize it, and then I come walking out and I'll feel a couple of those warm drips like on my thigh, and it's not a good feeling, and it's not super hygienic, and you know I like to be clean, so it kind of bums me out. But he, this guy's got this guy's got a way for me to fix it. Let's hear it. To bring some information to your attention that I think might help, and that is there is a secret to stop that dribbling, and it involves um, gently rubbing your taint at the urinal 
and then pressing upwards a little bit to relieve the pressure. And that will generally take care of any excess dribbling down your shorts when you're done. Oh, my God. Uh, this is creeping me out. Be, uh, Hoy about it when you're there. To yeah, uh, you think? Not arouse any suspicion by those oh, next to you. Wow. But I think if you try that, it'll help, and Thanks. it'll give you a lot more self confidence. Wow. So self confidence. Try that out. Let me know how it goes, and if it goes well, it's um, like a helpful hints by Eloise, right? Thanks. Yeah. So what he's saying is he wants me to give myself a prostate massage. While I'm having a leak. And you well, I, I mean, the good thing is that won't look remotely weird at a urinal. No. I, yeah, I don't like who, who <laughs> hey, would Brian, think anything of that? There? Yeah, I just got my hand down. Because you'd have to go down the back, I reckon. Of course. Go down the back or and really get go, in there. Or you go uh, uh, pants and ankles. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's the next. I'm, I'm really waiting to do that. I really, I'm going to do it. I'm not, I, can't, I can't wait to do it. I'm, I'm gonna find a reason to do it. You gotta it. find your mark. You gotta find your mark. I might. I might. You know what I might do? I might Insta story it. That'd be pretty my, sweet. My Insta stories very popular. You might that might get you to check one out. Okay, thanks for that, sexy Rexy. I will definitely give that a shot. Uh, okay, let's let's quickly get through these emails and get to, yeah, then we can it. get to our bracket. Hey Brian, Ed, and Kate. First off, hope you had a great birthday weekend, Ed. Oh, that's right, Ed. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. Happy birthday. I didn't realize it. I always forget that your birthday is 311 day, the, the great <laughs> celebration of the amazing rap, rock, reggae hybrid so, band. Somebody from, one time. From Omaha. I, I, don't, I don't remember. Somebody in my life, like really – let's say, you know, 15 years ago, said it to me, oh, 311 day, that's pretty cool. And I, I thought, like, I thought it, there was a joke and then I realized they were dead serious. That is a thing. It's 100% a thing. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible remembrance of a terrible, terrible band. And I'm sorry that it happens on your birthday. The only redeeming thing about 311 is that it's Ed Daly's birthday. So I'm very Thank happy you. about that. Happy birthday, buddy. Second Brian, you and Stu absolutely crushed this season of The Bachelor Lifestyle. And again, thanks. As the public bathroom etiquette show of record, oh, a lot of discussion of this today. Mm-hmm. What is to make of the man who makes lots of noise pulling down his pants oh, and no. moans with his head back when starting <laughs> to take a leak? Is this guy that happy to be relieving himself or wanting something more and people should worry? What about the guy who likes to sing or hum a song when other strangers are just trying to take a squirt in an awkward situation already? And yes, Tiger plays the best golf when he is absolutely slaying strange. So, of course, he crushed this weekend on the course also. Thanks all. Hashtag team night showers. That's from David in Salt Lake. Yeah, Ed, how about that guy that just, he comes in, he really makes his presence known. And he comes yeah, in, he, he'll, guys are gross. He'll throw that hand up on the wall, on the wall above yeah, the yeah. urinal, which is <sighs> not like there's a lot of overspray there. There's a lot of people like 
doing gross stuff in there. You don't really want to put your hand in. You don't want to touch anything if you don't have to. And he'll lean right up there and he'll be like, and really let out a noise, letting you know he is feeling very relieved. What are your thoughts on that guy, Ed? I don't believe men should be making any sort of noise Uh, that goes for at the gym. I mean, you know, the slightest grunt to yourself, if like, you you know, sometimes sometimes a situation happens, but like, same with like, like I used to have a a roommate in college that made like pretty loud sex noises. Like, I don't know. He was a loud comer. He lived with a loud comer. Well, he's a loud comer. yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that guys should just be like making lots of noise. There's no, there's no need for that in the in the men's room. That's that's disgusting. No, that it, person's a monster. Yeah, and and we talked about. Didn't we talk? Was it David in Salt Lake that was asking last week if you could? Well, just, that was Mark Eaton. He was checking out yeah, Mark Eaton's. Yeah, let's all just like look straight ahead, unless Brandon Spikes is at the urinal yeah. next to you. Did, is I know it's NFL free agency right now. Is Brandon Spikes switch teams, or is he still in the league, or what's going on? Do we have to? Keep, I don't know. Keep, uh, we know he's on the All Hog team. Yeah, <laughs> the All Pringles can team Pringles yeah. can. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, keep to yourself while you're in there, guys. Don't be don't be gross. Uh, thanks for that, Dave. Here's another one. Ballers. Back in August, you correctly predicted the World Series when you said that the Dodgers would win the division then lose to the Astros in the playoffs. That's true. But I also thought the Astros were in the National <laughs> we're League. in the National League. So they did. That is, in fact, the case. But it turns out the Astros in the American League, and they, they defeated my Dodgers in the World Series in Game 7. Fast forward a few months, you predicted the playoff games and even the yeah, Super we Bowl correctly. Yeah, we knew. I can't remember. I think we were like 16-2 and two or, or something. You even got most of the prop bets right. That's also true. My -hmm. question to you is, when do we look forward to y'all donning Brooklyn accents and hearing your voices on those sleazy Saturday and Sunday morning AM sports station commercials? You know the ones with the 1-800 numbers and the guaranteed winners. I want in on that action. Bonus. Daily's Choice, NFL Owners Mustache Edition, Arthur Blank, or Shahid Khan, hashtag every episode twice. That's from Steve Beninga. Ed, we got a Daily's Choice. Daily's Choice, it's a choice I make. Daily's Choice, watch me shiver while you shake. NFL Owners Edition. R.I.P. Former Rams owner, owner Georgia Frontieri. She cannot participate, unfortunately. Daily's Choice said Arthur Blank, the Home Depot magnate, the owner kind of, just of the always seems sad. Atlanta Falcons. He's he goes with the um, John Waters style, yes. like closely cropped, right to the lip mustache. It is right. a sweet look. Yeah, um, he looks like a dad on the Little Rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he looks like he looks like he could be the shopkeeper or the uh, that chases chases out a, a an urchin um, yeah, in an old time movie. Yeah. Um, then there's also Shahid Khan. 
So such confidence. He's a, he's an auto parts magnate, which is just shocking. I don't know his. I don't know if he. I think he might be Pakistani. I'm not sure of his origins, but he has a I beautiful pack in. Yeah, he probably is. Uh, it might be kind of tough. Confidence. He, he's he definitely has a lot of confidence, but he looks like he might be about five six. Like he's a little dude. He seems kickstandish. I, I, there's so much confidence there. I'm definitely going con. That stash. Uh, you yeah. don't grow that stash unless you're really excited. Yeah, a hundred percent. If if given the option, those aren't that familiar with the game Daily's Choice. That's where Ed is. A lot of urinal discussion here. Ed is at a urinal between two individuals. He only has a brief moment to check out one of their dongs, and in this case, it is Shahid Khan, Shad Khan, in a runaway. Absolutely. I feel like um, Arthur Blank. Could have would have a real gross dick either direction, like it's real pasty, veiny, and uh, white or pinkish, and it could be just a real like disgusting doughy hog, but also could just be like an innie that you just like look over and you, all you see is this disgusting gray like tinselly bush. Looks like a looks like steel wool, and you're like, oh, what the? Where's his dick? And you wouldn't even be able to see it. I could see it going both directions for old blank. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay with. I, I think Khan is packing. I, I don't I don't want to think that much about. Him. I, I get it. Martha Blank. Hola, baller crew. How's tricks? Need some advice with Toys R Us going out of business. The last of my blue chip stocks are coming to a close. I thought I was in good with the with Blockbuster, Radio Shack, Circuit City, and Polaroid. Needless to say, I've lost several tens of dollars on these fly-by-night companies. While crying in my Zima, I thought to myself, why not get some sound financial advice from my pals at the Baller Lifestyle? With Brian's extensive ring collection and Ed's deluxe deluxe apartment in the sky, y'all must have had an outstanding finance. That's two y'alls back to back. Have an outstanding financial portfolio package you can share with your listeners. Please help a fellow baller out. Gracias. Oh, that's our old buddy Trav and the Braz there. Ed, you're, I'm basically destitute over here. Um, <laughs> you, you, you used to make a killing slinging bonds on Wall Street. I don't even understand uh, the stock market, much well, less I the gotta, bond market. Please give him a hand. Yeah. First of all, I was near one of the only remaining Toys R Us, probably within a hundred miles. And I, I just heard yesterday that uh you know they might all close this week and so i I went in i was like all right so you know maybe there's some yeah serious discounts yeah you know what there's a reason why it's going out of business it's a trash store with overpriced legos and bicycles it's terrible yeah like they're about to disappear in maybe by the time you hear this they're gone and everything is like almost twice the price of Amazon. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I took. I think my kids had a gift card there or something, and I took them there not that long ago. And I was like, and this is before they went out of business. And I'm like, this place is so fucking sad. Like this is so it's really unfortunate. Sad. Yeah. Like, uh, what is this? Good, good riddance to Toys R Us. Uh, and yeah. as as for the uh, deluxe apartment, uh, if anybody is in the market for a thirteen hundred square foot apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey, have I got the deal for you? Oh, you are you selling your rental? I put it. 
Yeah, and you know what? The realtor said, you know, things go have been. It's there's not many uh, apartments for sale, so this should only be like a week or two. It's been a fucking month. I'm not. I'm not oh, pleased. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to fire that realtor. I. I was tired of being a, a landlord, and I felt no, like I understand. Yeah, I, I felt like you know what? I've, I've made it. I'll make enough off this apartment that you know, I don't it's know. Worth it. It's worth it. It's, and the market could take a shit soon, so it's probably it's definitely not like a bad time to sell. I, just yeah. a little insider info: it's starting to take a shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're I already not the had first to drop person. my price. Yeah, you're not the first person to tell me that. Uh, okay. Oh, we got we got more. Uh, I might save these. How do you save it? I might save these to next week. People don't want to hear all this stuff. Oh, there's here. Let's do this one quickly. Brian and Ed, this might be kind of random, but are you aware Sunday's date is three eleven? Three eleven in parentheses. Three eleven day. You wouldn't believe how many people aren't down with this holiday. I told myself that's all mixed up. They must have misdirected hostility or are from another galaxy. Are these song titles, I guess? It feels so good to give tribute to a band like them. Don't stay home, guys. Set your alarms for 8.16 a.m. It feels so good. You did that one twice to get an early start on a day such as this. I'll be eagerly... Waiting for your thoughts on this. Thanks. That's from Dean, who's a monster. Wow. I, I apparently. I mean, knows- he must be a real fan. I don't. I don't, I don't even know, know any yeah, of their song know. titles. I just know there's that one song. It's like. That's all their songs. That's all their songs. Saying yes. I'm so embarrassed that I have experience with this. I have always hated this man, but I have a buddy, the same guy that Google's names. He fucking loves 311 and he knows I hate him. So on 311, Ed's birthday, he'll fucking, he texts me left and right, like lyrics, like YouTube clips, like gifs, like all sorts of 311 related shit. And I don't know, I don't know any of it. I don't know their songs. I don't know shit about them, but he has texted me some of their lyrics and they're so much fucking worse than you could ever imagine. It's like, it's like, uh, Den of Thieves of song lyrics, just incredibly in terrible. Of, in terms of mainstream, they just had one song, right? I can only think of the one song that was like played a lot in the mid, when I was in college, like mid nineties, 96, seven. And yeah, that. that's the one. That's the one. That's the only one you need to know. That's the one. Yeah. That's the song. <laughs> yeah. It didn't inspire me to check out their, the rest of their catalog. Yeah, 100%. You've heard all you need to hear, and uh, feel free to move on from the 311 catalog. Uh, okay, Ed, it's time. Yeah. Let's get to let's get to our uh, bracket uh, gonna, challenge. Wh- why, why don't you – you know what? I will uh, introduce it. So we are. this is going to be like the tournament selection show. Yeah. And what we did, this is the 68-team bracket. We got four play-in games. Oh, I love that. 68 team bracket of 80s sitcoms and the rule and there had to be a cutoff because there's just no end in sight the majority of those years had to be in the 80s so that eliminates these these shows that people will suggest 
Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, MASH, Roseanne, Jefferson's, Married with Children, Wonder Years, Murphy Brown, Barney Miller, Full House, Coach, Saved by the Bell, Soap, Empty Nest, Family Matters, Different World, Dear John, One Day at a Time, and Lou Grant. All of those are 70s or 90s. Was Empty, and empty Nest was mostly in the 90s? 88 to 95. Oh my, oh, my God. That was on for ages. I know. Who watched that? Crazy. Richard <laughs> Mulligan? Brian had to point. I had one in the comedy, and then Brian had to point out, BJ and the Bear was not a comedy. That was that was a serious take. <laughs> yes. Man, this fucking orangutan solving crimes. That's right. That's right. A man in his monkey. Oh, R.I.P. Richard Mulligan. Wait, was that the? Was well, I'm thinking of any which way but loose. That's that was it. Was that a chimp? No, it was an orangutan, right? It was an orangutan in uh, any which way but loose. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, so this is going to be the. This is you know. I, I know they changed the format this year, but this just now we're going to give you all the matchups, and then you can come back to us with, you know, arguments or anything can, on what things should happen. Is can can one of you nerds like make a bracket out of this, like make it into a JPEG so that I can, that would uh, be awesome. So that I can post it when I post the podcast and I can post it on Facebook and stuff, because I feel like you guys are going to want to play along and I don't have the ability. Like it doesn't have to be no. really good, but just make, this took, this took a lot of work for me to put it in like basic Excel format. Like yeah. that's all I can do. So if you could just, if one of you nerds can make, you know, one of you designer types, just, make a bracket of these and then each week just update it to whoever wins while we play it off. It would be, I'm not, I'm not holding out hope because I can't get any of you guys to review the show on iTunes. I mean, I've, a few of you have, but not enough. Um, so just, it would be really cool if somebody would reach out to me either on Twitter or you can email me mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com. And, uh, and then you can make us make us a bracket and update it so that I can I can people can follow along. Uh, okay, Ed, go with it. All right, and then, and then the seeds because people <laughs> will will take issue with that. The seeds are based on how many seasons the show lasted. Oh, so yeah. Cheers lasted eleven seasons. That's right. a one seed, of course. Uh, that, Alf that, lasted four seasons. That's a nine seed, like that kind of yes, thing. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, so here's where we're going. So. East bracket. And and also, I know playing games, they do two that are bubble teams and then two or 16. These are all going to be – the four playing games are 16 seeds. So, <laughs> so they've lasted one season, and they're playing to, for the right to play the one seed. Yeah, you've already gone above and beyond. It's, it's okay. just, yeah, you don't have to Here qualify it. Yep. All right. The first playing game. Oh. Yeah? Did, did you hear something? Some, did you hear something? Yeah, some dishes. This is a little commotion here in the studio. Okay, the playing game for the East region. Joni loves Chachi. Oh my god. Versus a 1987 show called Second Chance where Matthew Perry plays a younger version of a dead guy named Chaz. <laughs> that is so good. Okay. All right, they will be playing the one seed Cheers from 82 to 93. Right. Right. So those two will play in for the right, it's like when you get the, get a chance to lose to Duke. Cheers is the number one overall seed with the most Course. seasons. Right. We got the eight nine matchup, <clears throat> the eight seed Webster, and the nine seed Alf. Both four wow. seasons. Wow! Oh, that's a tough one right there. Yep. We got a five twelve bracket. Designing women, the five seed with seven seasons. Yeah. 
It was, I believe that was a Friday night show. I could be mistaken. It was on CBS. Yeah, CBS. It might have been a Monday, but it wasn't like, the problem is a lot of times you'll get a good show, but they'll put it on either Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And that's like the big fucking show blocks. So they, they might not last as long. Um, so the, the 12 seed they're playing is my sister, Sam wow. starring the, uh, Pam Mindy Pam and the girl, the girl was mate and who was murdered. Yeah. Rebecca. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't know. Rebecca. Okay. Tell me. Schaefer. Schaefer. She see, and this is before the internet. This is before whitepages.com. This fucking scumbag crazy person learned where she lived. And he just went and knocked on their door. And when she opened the door, he fucking shot her. He pulled a Selena on her. Yes. Horrible. Okay. Um, The 4-13 matchup. Too close for comfort, the 4 seed, versus the 13 seed, square pegs. 6-11. Oh, yeah. Square pegs. That was a young Sarah Jessica Parker and Jamie Gertz. Yeah, Jamie Gertz. She's been lost to the annals yeah. of time, but I was a big fan. Six seed, Amen versus the <laughs> versus the eleven seed aftermath. See, amen was also a Friday night show, so I was thinking Saturday, but it might have yeah, been. It, it, was, might have been. it was a weekend, but that was that was a, a five season run for that yeah, show. Yeah, he was a deacon. Uh, aftermath lasted two seasons. Uh, we got the three fourteen matchup: three seed Mama's Family versus fourteen seed The Tortellis, <laughs> a Cheers spinoff. Carla's uh, ex-husband. I don't recall. I remember it being a thing. Gene Kasem was the wife. <clears throat> yeah, I remember. I remember. Okay, yes, it's com- it's coming back to me now. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. All right, seven ten matchup: <clears throat> seven seed, lasting five seasons. Mister Belvedere versus the ten seed. What's happening now? Ooh, tough, tough matchup one. there. Yeah, tough one. Will we be discussing the time that Mr. Belvedere sat on his balls? <laughs> that didn't miss like a that, week. That might be. That might be. That might be an urban legend. I don't know. Also, no, no, no. Uh, it was it? Didn't Adam Sandler? He was a guest star that week, so that's where I think that's the story. Yeah, where did that came from? That's where the story came from. Also, I because th- he was like Adam Sandler was like one of Theo's buddies on the Cosby Show. Right, he, right. He got he work. Get work. He was he was on remote control. Um, the uh, that's one of those ones. Like with the passage of time, we didn't realize that old. Belvedere, Christopher Hewitt was a yes. serious gentleman of the peers, like a, uh, a, a yes. early midnight botanist. botanist. Yeah, midnight botanist. Uh, just, but back in the day, he just never really thought about that just, kind of stuff. Just thought he was finicky. Yeah. Just a, he was just <laughs> British. That's all. And the final, uh, rounding out the, uh, the final matchup of the, uh, the East region, two seed, who's the boss versus 15 seed, Gloria, the spinoff of All in the Family. Oh. Not good. The, the worst character on the whole show. I know. Well, that, that's like the worst show. character. Even like the neighbors would have been better spinoffs than <laughs> like the Jeffersons. Like, yeah, come on, just the worst. That's when they're like, I don't know, Mike Stivic. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a spinoff? No, I'm going to direct movies. All right, all right. That crummy wife. I yeah, I guess we have to. Uh, okay, that's an right. ex- excellent region there. East, tough, tough region. With, yeah, there's, there's, with there's some tough ones. Cheers, Midwest. Yeah. 
the one seed lasting nine seasons. Oh, actually, I'll play. I'll give you the play-in game first. Sixteen seed. It lasted just a few episodes in 1986. Life with Lucy, Lucille Ball. But pretty, just maybe a couple months or a year before she she kicked off this mortal coil. She loved cigarettes. Yeah, she sounded like Ving Rhames or like uh, Brad Garrett at the end. Like yeah. real deep voice was not good. Uh, and then a, a, a show that I didn't know. I So when I first did like a first pass at it, I came up to it with about 58 yeah. or so shows. Yeah. And then I just had to like do a little research. I Googling. just put like, you know, short lived. And yeah. I came up with this one. It lasted two seasons. Love Sydney. Love comma Sydney. Tony Randall's a gay guy who's friends with Swoozie Kurtz. I I'm they, <laughs> what? They, they had gay guys on shows? Know, in gay 1981. 81 to 83. That's, I mean, that's pretty impressive for the that time. Is, yeah, that is crazy. Um, okay, 8-9 game. The 8 seed. Surprisingly, only four seasons? WKRP in Cincinnati. Crazy. Crazy. I would have guessed seven. Yeah. Hundred percent shocking, and another surprising for a different reason that it lasted four seasons. Archie Bunker's place, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we have plenty to discuss when we get, get to the matchup. Um, five twelve game, five seed. It's a living. Lasted a total of six seasons with different casts. Yeah, that was one of those ones where you would see it. You would see it in. Um, it was all. Yeah, it was on in syndication. It would be on on the weekends, like and like the ball game would end, and then It's a Living would come on. Yeah, yeah it would be like a four in the afternoon, just random. Yeah, and you'd be like, okay, these these are people are waitresses at this restaurant, and this like French maids. Yeah, in this hotel, and then it would come on again the next week after the ball game, and there'd be all different c- characters. Yeah. And you'd well, be like, like Anne Gillian. The other was. Crystal Bernard, Helen Chapel from Wayne's. Yes, they like Cher- re- Cheryl Lee Ralph. Right. That, that <laughs> they like pretty re- attractive black woman black who was on kid. every every yes. uh, game show. She was yes. like on Password and totally. you know, she, she but was they, like the corner square. Saved by the Bell did the did the same thing where they like did a season and they're like this isn't working and they're like let's get rid of everybody but Zach and have all new people and you're like wait am I watching the same show because they wouldn't run them in order. Very Charles conf- in charge. Very confusing. He yeah. murdered the first family. Right. It's very confusing. Uh, so it's a living. The five seed plays a uh, show that lasted two seasons. The early years of Fox. Twelve seed duet starring oh. David, David Silver's dad. I was, I was a big fan of that show. I, I used to watch duet, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it was a new network. So I was like, oh, I got to check these shows out. Yeah. I don't think it's getting out. <laughs> Yeah, they were um, like, they were like a couple or something. I've, I've yeah, seen them recall this. Yes, it's not because it, it was a show that was not going to last. They were just throwing shit against the wall yeah. those early years until they just you know, struck gold with Married with Children. But it was uh, it was troubling in the early part of the network. All right, we got a four thirteen matchup. Four seed Growing Pains versus oh, yeah. the thirteen seed The Ropers. Wow, wow. I'm, I I feel like. Growing pains while, and I don't want to give anything, give anything away here because we haven't discussed. We're not going to like work this yeah, out we'll, beforehand. Next week, we're going to start actually playing out the game. Right. This, we're just, is just, and we're, this is the selection show. And it's just going to be Ed and I arguing about all these to determine a winner. 
growing pains, despite the fact that I watched pretty much every episode. I think I sort of outgrew it in the last season or two. Um, it's, it's, I, it feels right to be upset. I just, yeah, feel- <laughs> I'm right there with you. I saw so many goddamn episodes and yeah. looking back, like I kind of only liked the dad. Yeah. Such a, such a bummer. Like yeah. the whole show was just like, he would have a, uh, what's his name would have hot girlfriends, Mike Seaver. And that was like, kind of it. That was like what you hung around for. But then at, when you're a kid, you thought he was cool. And then as you got older, yeah. you're like, no, he was not cool. Such a douche. Yeah. So, all right. So now we got a six seed because it only lasted five seasons. Taxi. Wow. It was late 70s, early 80s, but it went 78 to 83. So it made it in. Strong, strong chance to get. That's a Cinderella right there. That's right. 11 seed. Just the 10 of us. We just talked about. uh, Yeah. What's her name? Jamie. Jamie something. Yeah. Um, that was a spinoff of Growing Pains. The what's his name was the coach, the dad on just the ten of us. That's right. He was the gym teacher or yep. something. Yep. Uh, so now, how about this? Taxi, the six seed. Sixes play the three seed in the second round. We got a three seed. Family ties. Wow. Strong, strong writing. Yeah. Launch. Yeah, some- I mean, yeah, legend, com- yeah. comedy legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, this is going to be a tough one. Um, and then they're playing the 14 seed, Double Trouble, starring uh, Peg Bundy's identical twin sisters. They were cute. Oh, I remember those chicks. Yeah, yes. they were good looking. Wow. I might have to do some research on these shows. Yep. Peg Bundy's uh, kid sisters. Right. All right, we got the 7 seed, Kate and Allie, versus the 10 seed, My Two Dads. My two dads only lasted three seasons. Uh, I was real into the daughter on my two dads, Nicole something. Yeah. Um, also, what's his name? Got his start on that. The Scientologist Giovanni Ribisi mm-hmm. back when he was only going by Vonnie. Vonnie. Oh, is that true? Ribisi. He went by Vonnie? Yes. I remember. Cause I remember seeing his name in the, in the um, credits and being like, what the fuck Vonnie, who the fuck calls themselves Vonnie? What the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, Giovanni Rabisi. Interesting, interesting matchup final, there. Final matchup of the Midwest, the two seed, different strokes versus the 15 seed, Flow, yet another spinoff. <laughs> I forgot the Flow. <laughs> flow, just one season, or maybe maybe two, depending on how you look at it. But like, <laughs> how much Coke were they doing where they're like, look. Yeah, let's <laughs> She's got her own bar. She's got a one liner. (laughs) She's hideous. Everyone loves her. Like we got it. We need to give her her own show where she can do that. That one line twice an episode instead of once. Right. Before she became the grouchy old lady in the gremlins. Um, I've totally forgot double trouble. Jean and Liz Seagal. I was very into these chicks. Yes. I thought they were so hot when I was 12. For sure. Uh Um, okay. The South. A very vulnerable one seed because it lasted nine seasons. Alice. <laughs> right. Again, I only recall it being in syndication. So yeah. I just had to take your word for it that it was actually on a network 70, at some point. 76 to 85. It's just so bad. And um, that was a bad Lin- show. I think Linda one Lavin seed. was like a Broadway star. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's give her, part. let's give her her own show. She sings and she yeah. would sing the yeah. theme song. It was so depressing. Yeah, yeah. Give uh, Nancy McKeon's brother 
a role. Yes, Tommy. Yes, Tommy. So, so Alice will play be playing the uh, play-in game winner between six seed. There was a show called ER, but not. Oh, not I remember the show. The show. No, I remember Elliot the show. Gould yeah. sitcom. Yeah, he was he was and, a doctor in an emergency room. That's right. Was and it, then a show that was Clooney that was on that 80, one? No, no. Oh, okay. He was he was doing Facts of Life at those yeah I those that. years yeah. Um, and then a really sad show in 1983. The the other playing team, still the Beaver. Oh, I love it when they try to resurrect something from yeah. 30 years before. Like what? Yeah, we're about to we're about to get to another one. All right, so the eight seed Silver Spoons playing the nine seed The Munsters Today. Which wow. inexplicably lasted four seasons. That's crazy. That's was that like a Channel Five, like a like a um, yeah, so. off network type show? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was a yeah. you know something that you you would flip by and be like, what what's going on? Why is it in color? Right. Exactly. And, and why does everybody look horrible? Um, okay, five twelve matchup. The five seed. Give me a break. Versus wow. the twelve matchup again. Another Broadway or some kind of like. Nell Carter, they're like, we got to get her a, a vehicle. We got to get her going. Alas, she didn't last too long. No, no. Uh, young Joey Lawrence. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, I was he's like a little cute kid. I was into the younger sister on that show. Mm. I can't remember her name, but I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. With the 12 seed, a show called Throb. It was 100% remember that show. It was a radio station. Yeah, they they started and it was like uh, new wave music. I yeah. think it was like and, a ripoff uh, of WKRP. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a poor man's WKRP. And I read this just just when I was putting this together. It was uh, a young Paul Walker played like the son. Wow, young! Yeah. Pa- I didn't realize he was a child actor. Paul Walker, R.I.P. Yeah, four thirteen matchup, four seed, Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Versus the 13 seed police squad, which only lasted like six episodes. Yeah, that's perfect strangers again. One, I think it was a Friday night show. And it, yes. Yeah, I think that was a Friday night. I think that's one I watched quite a few episodes of. And uh, in retrospect, I wasted a lot of my life because that show was not good. Yeah, police squad, though. I mean, the, the, the problem with that show is. Like they figured out how to do it better and do it a little racier um, with Naked Gun. Yeah. Because I I remember like after Naked Gun, they tried to like, hey, let, check out these old episodes. And it was like not nearly as good. Right. There's another similar show that I'm assuming is going to be in the bracket that I thought was much better. We can, we could talk about when that comes up. Okay. Uh, six eleven matchup. Six seed, head of the class. Versus the 11 seed, she's the sheriff, Suzanne Summers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Took her a while to get back on her feet after that contract dispute with yeah. this company. She played hardball and lost yeah. for a while. Yeah. Because that was, yeah, yeah, she's the sheriff is 87 to 89. Yeah. She had nothing. Nothing in between. between. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, this is the South region, if I haven't mentioned right. already. Gotcha. Three seed, a real strong three seed. Really strong. Three's company. Oh yeah, one of those ones where you it's you can appreciate it more because you look back and this um, John Ritter 
was just such a talent. Comic genius. Yeah, yeah, he would do a lot of physical stuff. And, like, the writing wasn't strong, obviously. It was like a throwaway show. And the, the premises and Janet wasn't the really doing adding no, much. No, but you know who was? You know who made up for it? Larry Dallas. Larry Dallas was? I, Mr. Roper was great. Great. Mrs. Roper Mr. also Furley. did. Mrs. Yeah. Roper, great. Mr. Furley was pretty good. Yeah, he, he wasn't bad. Like, it was... It's in retrospect, it holds up a lot better than you think it would. I mean, it's a stupid, yeah. silly show, but there was there was some good work done. Now that's that's a strong three seed yep. going against a fourteen seed show called Day by Day, starring a young Julia Louis Dreyfus. Mm, they ran. It was a yeah. couple that ran a daycare center. Oof, oof. Yeah. And if memory serves correct, I I think the guy who played Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch movie was also on that show. Can't Interesting. Remember. Wow. Really pulled that one out. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got a, a shaky seven seed that lasted five seasons. Two, two, seven. Yeah. Oh, I remember two, two, seven. That was the, um, don't tell me your name. Don't tell me your name. She was the Jefferson's maid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Florence. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, do you want the actress? I, yeah, tell me. Marla? Oh, Marla Gibbs. Thomas. Marla Gibbs. Gibbs. That's right. Yep. 100% remember I that I think one. it was supposed to be her vehicle, and then it became Jack A. Oh, yeah, Jack A was a sassy neighbor. Yes, but they, the show started like revolving around her. She yes. was the Fonzie of that show. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> facing a 10 seed, only lasted two seasons, Punky Brewster. Wow. Uh, I mean, I could see why. It was terrible. It was awful. I don't know if it's worse than 227. That's true. Uh, The final matchup of the South region, two seed Newhart versus the 15 seed Sanford. Wow. Newhart, pretty strong two seed there. That's a good show. Yeah. Could easily uh, get to the final Sanford, that was was, uh, Red Fox. He had some bills to pay. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Because Norman Lear had nothing to do with that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was just Fred being Fred. And they're like, you know what? This isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, okay, final final region, the West region. The one seed lasting eight seasons, which the last few years is not it's not aging well, the Cosby Show. Mm, yeah, I mean, it was a powerhouse of a show. Like It was a powerhouse of a show. but Everybody in America was fucking at their TV at 8 o'clock on Thursday nights watching America's NBC. America's dad. Yeah, he was. Sure. Yeah, but a little, it's a little weird. Like, a couple of his kids were basically white, and they never really explained that. Yes, Sandra. S- yeah, Sandra. And Sandra would only show up about twice a season, which was kind of yeah, bullshit. Crummy, crummy husband, Elvin. Elvin. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was very, like, um, Theo and Vanessa-centric, that show. Yes, yes. Um, all right, so the playing game in that region, a show uh, from 83 to 84 called Jennifer Slept Here and Jillian, and it seems like it had a similar plot to Steve Martin's All of Me. Like, she is like a, it's like a comedy where the ghost is like, yes, you know. I, I vaguely remember yeah, this. What was it called again? Jennifer Slept Here. Jennifer Slept Here. I'm Googling these as we go to try to refresh my memory. Yeah. Trying to juice my bracket. Okay, what else? Who, who are they playing now, the, uh, playing in against? The, now, now, this one I never heard of. 
but the the synopsis is amazing. It's called One of the Boys. Lasted for less than a full season, 1982. Mickey Rooney refuses to live in a nursing home, so he moves in with his grandson, Dana Carvey, in college. I think I've, I think I've heard Dana Carvey talk about this on podcasts. Amazing. Yes. It sounds really good. Because you know Dana Carvey would just be imitating Mickey Rooney the whole time, which probably had to be hilarious. <laughs> All right. We've got, we've got an 8-9 matchup. 8-seed Mork and Mindy. Only lasted four seasons because Robin Williams' career took off. Right. <clears throat> but that's a strong eight seed versus yes. the nine seed, Small Wonder, a rather weak Oof. nine seed. Again, don't recall, I'll only recall that being on like after school, like getting a, yes. getting a bowl that was a of cheese. syndicated show. Yeah, getting a bowl of Cheez Its and throwing on the TV and being like, what the fuck is that? Get this off my TV. Uh, fun fact, I believe. Friend of the show, Travis Rogers, attended high school with the annoying son, Jamie, from Small Wonder, and said he was n- not well-liked, was my understanding. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised, because he yeah. was such a cool guy yeah. on that show. <laughs> he seemed like a just life of the party. Yeah. They did do good casting for him to be that father's son. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They do. They that was a couple of, of sad sacks right there. And they both kind of looked alike, and they both kind of acted and had similar mannerisms. <laughs> All right, five seed, Charles in Charge. Wow. Total of six seasons with two different families. God, Nicole Eggert, just what a piece. What a yes. fantastic piece. Versus the 12 seed, It's Your Move, an early Jason Bateman vehicle. Really- I've always been on board. He was the he was the great friend on uh, Silver Spoons. I remember this yeah. show. Like he just has a presence. His, He's his, always been good. His it was I don't remember if it was his neighbor or no, I think it was his neighbor was um the first husband of the neighbors on Married with Children. Steve. Mm. Steve. Before Jefferson, Darcy. yeah, yeah, I uh, used to watch that show. That was a good show. It's your move. It was delightful. Oh yeah, he's great. Um, the four seed Benson yeah. lasted seven Strong seasons. Seventy nine, eighty. Strong show versus the spinoff Three's a Crowd. Kraus? Did Kraus have a spinoff? Oh no, the spinoff. The spinoff of Three's, Three's Company. Th- yeah, Three's Company. That's when he got. That's when um, Jack got married. He got married, ditched yeah. the two roommates, and then the third was her uh, meddlesome dad. Right, and he had a, he got that wife with a bowl cut, and he was like trying to <laughs> yes. like yeah live with a be married. Yeah, I, I recall that vaguely. Yeah. Now we have a show that lasted five seasons. It switched names. Went from Valerie's family to Hogan, the Hogan family. Yeah, also with Jason Bateman. Another Bateman. So that's the six seed versus an eleven seed. A show I loved, Sledgehammer. That's the show I was talking about. Yep. I fucking loved Sledgehammer. It was that's a, that's a dangerous eleven seed right there. I it, could see it going on a run. It used to be on in the afternoons in syndication in my teen years, and I would just pull a couple bong rips and turn on the TV and just sit there and giggle to myself at the great David Rash as yep. Sledgehammer. Classic one, show. One time sat right next to David Rash at a restaurant Shut and up. I was like, 
freaking out. My buddy and I were like, sledgehammers right next to us. What are we supposed to do? That's amazing. That's, that's, that is like the one the greatest brush with greatness ever. Fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> uh, three seed, lasting seven seasons, 85 to 92, the Golden Girls. Oof, man. That was a Friday nighter. I think it came on at nine o'clock. It was on. That's NBC. the thing. When you're young, you don't have anything yeah. going on on the weekends. It's and just like not school. So you just you watch these shows, and I watched a ton of Golden Girls, yeah. and and I watched I, and not not as many, but I watched some Empty Nest, some Amen, like those kind of shows yeah. that were just on oh, with I nothing to do. I saw them. And didn't enjoy it. I yeah, I used to get babysat by my my parents would drop me off to be watched by my grandmother so they could go out and drink. And uh my grandmother would just be she's like, Oh, Golden Girls, I can't wait to watch Golden Girls and she would like be and then two minutes into the episode she'd be laughing her ass off and then a minute later she'd be snoring in her chair. She just couldn't she just couldn't make it through an entire episode. Too of much Golden laughter Girls. for yeah. for one night. It was just just too late as as it got into that second, that third act, it was just too much for her and she would go unconscious and then I'd be stuck sitting there watching the Golden Fucking Girls. The three seed Golden Girls will be playing the fourteen seed, another early fox just throwing shit against the wall. Women in prison, starring Marty McFly's sister. Right, who was also on Bosom Buddies? Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. And you know that woman, CCH Pounder. You you know her from like Law and Order type shows. Yeah, that's a name, CCH Pounder. Because I think she's oh. from she's like uh, West Indian. Yes, uh, I hundred percent know this woman. Yes, she's, she's a from- very familiar face. <clears throat> a seven seed. This this seven ten matchup is is pretty crazy. Seven seed lasting four seasons. It's Gary Shandling show. Good show. Versus the 10 seed lasting two seasons. Bosom buddies. Wow. That is a tough, tough matchup right there. That's I, so I just picked it by order of seasons and number of seasons and then just threw it into a, a bracket. So right. there was no, there's no, well, no this I like is, that. Yeah. So we got a tough first rounder and yeah. the final matchup of our, our tournament the two seed lasting eight seasons, which seems like a lot. Night Court. Wow. Versus the 15 seed, the Brady Brides. <laughs> Wonder who's going to come out of that one there. <laughs> Boy, they Marky really went- Post or a real drag. <laughs> oh, Mar- Marky Post. She was on Fall yeah. Guy. She yeah. was on Night Court. I believe that Bill Clinton got some of that at one point. Just- she, she looked great as. Uh, Cameron Diaz's mom, and there's something about Mary. Yes, just a real aspirational older woman of my childhood loved me, even with that the um, freakish haircut that she would go with the short haircut. Yes. Um, she wore it well. She was very hot back and, in the day. And Lara Cat was great on that show. Oh yeah, he's real sleaze. Oh, he's a stud. Like he's yeah. just a really, really talented actor. Yep. So there you go. That's that's our 68 teams. Wow. Give us some feedback. We will, uh, it'll play out over the next couple weeks, but that, those are the matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reach out to us with your thoughts, guys. Mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com. Um, of course, let us know on Twitter, your thoughts, specific matchups, not, not just general terms. Right. And well, cause a lot of, we have 
many listeners that are a little bit older than you and I that'll have better recollections of these of some of these fringy shows they will have better details on um, and we know you watched them because nobody had anything to do yeah, there was, no, there was fu- no internet or cable so was, that's all yeah, you had yeah there was no fucking internet i was the last on my block oh, yeah. to have any cable i remember i used to go over to my grandparents and they had i think they had on tv or select tv back when you got one channel you got like one extra movie oh. channel and it was like a, it was like a, a switch on the top of your TV. So you would have your three regular channels, but if you wanted to watch movies, it was like HBO. You would just go and you would flick the switch and all of a sudden it would just be movies would come on your TV. That's where I first saw St. Elmo's fire. I was just by myself alone at night in the dark. Everybody was asleep and I was just lying there on the couch, falling in love with Demi Moore as Jules. Mm. The dangerous jewels. Yeah, but it was it was a low bar for entertainment back then. All the producers were on coke, and yes, they like a hundred percent of them. Yeah, and you could just they like these days they say oh you can get anything made because there's so many outlets. Well, back then I would say that you could really get anything made because Flow got a spinoff. Like <laughs> honestly, like what's yeah, how short on ideas were there. If- Get a time machine. Just go to like 1981 and be like, "All right, I have like a thousand ideas that are better than what you're putting on TV." Right? <laughs> yeah. Just take an idea. You from would now. be a Hollywood legend yeah. by 83. <laughs> you'd be la- no, you'd be laughed out of the room because they'd be like, "Game of game of what? Are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> get out of here with that bullshit." <laughs> no, it's no, really, we, really be- <laughs> we need we need Sanford. Yeah. Need Red Fox yeah, exactly. You're like executive produce his own show. Yeah. You're like, no, these people are in their twenties. They live in impossibly big apartments in New York City. They hang out and drink coffee. They never go oh, yeah. drinking for some reason. I don't know why. They're like twenty seven years old and they're living in New York in coffee. huge apartments and all they ever do is go drink coffee. They never go to bars. Okay. I don't know why. But but they're funny and the chicks are hot. Let's do it. And they'd be like, hot people on TV. Are you crazy? Yes. Well, we got Nell Carter over here. Yeah, she can we sing. Nell Carter and flow. <laughs> uh, okay. And I'm, I'm just going to skip ahead. We've done so much already. Um, we could save stories for another time. we got to get to the, the pop culture segment of the show. And right before you get on mic, it's a good idea would be to – um, bite into something very crunchy. You're like, hey, it's. I want a very crunchy food item before I do some heavy podcasting. Some speaking into a microphone. She's she's been chomping at the bit because she was smashing plates earlier. Yes, she, she was. She is not a quiet person. I had one mishap in the kitchen. That's true. And you guys are all over it. Yeah, one. Uh, yes, yeah, there's a lot of plates here in the Ball Lifestyle World headquarters. Touch one plate. Uh, oh, it was a lid. That's what it was. Uh, joining us now, yeah, of course, everyone is familiar with who I'm talking about. It is our very own. Um, <laughs> I forgot the name of the show. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. And who am I? Pop culture correspondent. Of course, her name is Fancy Sauce. She joins us every week, except I don't think she was on last week. She joins us now. How are you doing, Fancy? Hey, everyone. Hey, Kate. Brian, Ed. So good to have you back. I think you didn't make the show last week, and I I had to carry the load. I don't remember why. I was doing load carrying for you. That's right. Uh, But it is good to have you here. Let's do a couple of quick email. Okay. Uh, We just did, we're doing a 
a bracket challenge of 80s TV shows, many of which probably didn't make it down under. Were I don't you, understand what a bracket thing means. Right, like a I know, like a tournament. Like a this tournament. Is a tournament. Yeah, like a tournament. Okay. Like in your horse riding, did they have tournaments? Mm-hmm. Yes, so like that. Right, so like semifinals, finals. Yes, finals. where you okay. start with more and you go, you whittle down to uh-huh. a final. Okay. Um, email. Hello. My doctor friend tells me that he regularly sees men who need emergency colorectal surgery to remove large objects they have placed in their anus. Mm. <sighs> Off to a tough start. <laughs> These men also say things like, quote, don't tell my wife. Your thoughts. Thanks, Dan in Sacramento. Um, I would say that um, – Receiving pleasure from putting things in your butt does not necessarily make you gay. Maybe their wife put it in their butt. Do you ever think about that? No? I mean, I don't think their wives are putting the stuff in their butt if they're asking the doctor right. not to tell their wives because right. technically the wife would know because she would have put, she put it in there. In their butt. Yes. Um, Ed Daly, your thoughts on um, male it, anal play in general? I, I got to say, I don't know. What it feels like because right. I've never tried. Of course not. However, and I'm and you know I've I'm always nervous that the, my trip to the doctor will be the the uh, doctor jelly finger, but yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. And like I, it's like one of those things you don't want to ask the teacher for homework. Like, yes. hey, did you forget homework? So I'm just staying quiet these days. Hundred percent. My mine guy told me he asked if I had a family, family. history, yeah, yeah, and I don't. Right. And he's like, yeah, you don't need it till you're fifty. Right, same. So I'm I'm not rocking the boat, even if maybe it's supposed to be good for me. I'm just I'm not. But in general, I, whatever makes you Debbie, I don't I don't yeah. really care. No, put some, put something up your ass. If you're putting things up your butt that require you to go to well, that's a doctor, an issue. that's an issue. You need to calm down. <laughs> well, because they make if, like right, sorry, if like they make safer toys. Like right. you're not okay. Yeah. Stop yeah, it's, it. It's yeah. not good to be going to the doctor. Just don't. Like on, on Broad gross. City where Abby got to peg the neighbor. Oh, yeah. That was a great episode. That's, <laughs> that's what it's called, by the way, pegging. Um, he had a very special kind of high-end mm-hmm. um, sex toy that he used. So if you're guys, if you're going to be putting things in your ass, don't get – don't um, duct tape the lid on the moose can or <laughs> shove the full Heineken right. bottle up there, which are both things don't I've heard of, or the shampoo bottle. It's Go buy something, or they you make stuff. They have that shit. On, they have that shit on Amazon. For that, yeah, you can get stuff especially for your size. They make shit. They make stuff especially for that. But, or butt. I can't butt believe plug. that we're talking, are you talking about, about this. Are you talking about butt plugs? I mean, I'm talking about whatevs. So oh, interesting. Whatever you're, whatever you're into. Interesting, fascinating. Uh, okay, Ed. Uh, what or no, hold on? <laughs> I lost my place. Hold on, I got to adjust something. Um, email, another email. Thank you for that, Dan in Sacramento. Hey, y'all. Let's say you're on death row and it's a few hours before your execution. What would your last meal be? That's from Ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good one. Ed Daly, what's your... Oh, last? Don't, I, I got to think about this Okay, Kate, Kate McManus, your last meal, what would it be? You're on death row, probably for killing me. What do you request as a final meal? 
Probably some pasta with white truffle shaving. Interesting. Um, I think I would go like some type of pizza. That's the thing. Pizzas. Yeah, you get a good slice of pizza. It's tough to top that. Um, Yeah, I agree. I would need good wine too to wash it down. It's not a complete meal unless I, I, I need like some Chateau Margot or something. Yes. Is there a fist fight going on over there? No, I'm trying. I'm just feel microphone. like I feel like I'm um, not. Feel like there might be an issue with Kate's mic. Seems Kate's level seems a bit low, so I'm trying to adjust on the fly. Hopefully, everything works out. Uh, okay, another email. Hello, ballers and saucestress. 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 Is that a thing? Like someone that brings sauce? Oh, because she's sauce. Like fancy sauce. Mm-hmm. I get it. Took me a while. <laughs> Big fan. Kind of late to the game, but mm-hmm. find you two buttholes extremely entertaining. That being said, I need to chime in on the latest episode, 69. Well, it's not the latest episode. I don't know what he's going on, got going on there. Lola Jones. Agreed. It's Lolo. Mm-hmm. Not Lola. Lolo Jones agreed. Is that deplorable that finds a way to keep herself in the news over and over again? Agreed. She, we have to, we have to be nice to her because she fails constantly. But fellas, and she's a virgin, but fellas, these millennials that stay virgin have a strong anal game. Oh my God. Oh, wow. And her, and her shake weight blowjob skills must bring home the gold oh. race after race. Hurdle after hurdle. Think about it. She probably tells her beau every night, I think tonight's the night. Boyfriend, honey, I want you to think long and hard. I can't even read this. All right. This is so un- I don't We've even know what I'm this hearing. Is, What's the- this is so unfunny. Hold on. He's, he gets to something What's here. What's the question? Now, now that Ohio chainsaw story you walked us through. I believe one of the victims, and everyone in this story is a victim, was named William Mitchell. Could this be the King of Kong using his grown-up name, Billy Mitchell? <laughs> Please dig a little deeper with your follow-up. Ball on, Mickey Mickey T. Remarkable. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mickey. Uh, Kate McManus, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Well, I like to start with the bad news, so... Um, kick it off with the death. Oh yes, um, no. hip hop world. Who died? Um, oh, I know. New York this. rapper, I believe. He oh was yeah, from yeah, Long Island, Craig Mack. Yeah, I got more yeah, Mack than Craig. Diddy's label. Yeah, flavor in your ear. Big single for him. Died at forty-six of heart. Failure. Two things about that always struck me about Craig Mack. First of all, it was just called Craig, which I thought was like it's not a very theatrical name. Just going right. with Craig. I am Craig. Also, um, I think people do that on purpose. I'm not the most. Remember Mike Jones? Yeah, I'm in love with the stripper. Who? Who? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know Mike Jones. Um, also, not. I mean, R.I.P. Not like the most handsome. I mean, no. no. He wasn't known for his looks. <laughs> he was, but. He was good at what he did, and it's sad to see him go, especially at a very young age, only 47. Ed Daly, Craig Mack, your thoughts? 
I agree. I mean, it was, he wasn't my favorite, but he was talented. Now it is it is um, pretty baller to call yourself Mac. Would you say that Craig Mac is the ultimate Mac, or would you have to award that um, title to number one listener of the show, Sarah Demac? <laughs> I don't know what that Mac is. I've never nobody calls it. That's another nickname giving to yourself. Well, he's the number Nobody's one. Ever- He's the number one listener of the show, and apparently he's a major Mac because he's just much like Craig Mac. He's named himself Sarah yeah. Duh Mac, so he must do some Mac. He's, he's named himself. He's my buddy, but yeah, he's just named himself that. Number one what listener. Is Sarah. That's Wait. like when you hook up with chicks. That's it? Yeah. I'm a Mac. I'm the Mac. That's so dumb. Uh, okay. Return of the Mac, you know, if Return you of the guys, Mac, Mark Morrison. Bow down, down, down. You haven't heard Craig song. Mack's like, you don't like 1990. Oh, yes. Six. Yes. Ish. Song Flavor in a Year. You should go. Oh, yeah, that's good. his hit. Just good, yeah. great lyrics. R.I.P. That's very sad. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? Um, You know, Julie Bowen from Modern Family. Know yeah. her in the sense that I have a sexual attraction to her. Yes. I sure. Mm-hmm. Phil's wife on Modern Family. I don't need to, it to be explained. She's also Well, she's in Happy you, Gilmore, right? You yeah, guys she's the might girlfriend. Not, but other other people might not know who Jules is. Yeah, so just Julie explaining. Bowen. Yep. She um, did really well in Celebrity Jeopardy one time. She's oh, bringing home $500,000 yeah, per episode. She's on, on the biggest sitcom show. on TV. Also, she's ensemble made cast. hundreds of episodes of that show. Yeah. Yeah, that show's been going on forever. She is wealthy. Um, Very wealthy. She split from her husband this oh. February. Oh. They have three children together, oh. three young children. He filed legal docs on Tuesday requesting that she pay him spousal support. So you're saying he doesn't have a job that pays more he's than five hundred grand a week? He's a investor. He's probably been investing mm, what her money. their money yeah. that she's been making. Or girl, not. I, I don't know. I'm girl, just speculating. Sorry for you, girl. Um, he wants you got, joint custody of You got to pay the man. We'll see. Bowen had previously stated she wants a deep dive into Philip's finances. Yeah, you got to know how much everybody has so, we'll so you know how to split it up. But she's going to pay him. Unless he has a job that pays 501000 a week, which I doubt. Who is he? He's just a yeah, he's he's just the guy. He's Julie he's Bowen's husband. Yeah, he's a oh, he's a real estate investor. I'd never heard of him. Like um, a good looking like yeah. business. I, I'm a fan dude. of Julie. He does Bowen. look pretty good. Very yeah. cute. Bit skinny for my taste, but I could make an exception. Oh, good. That's yes. good to know. Should put it out there we're, to her. I believe glad. we have a mutual friend Everyone's who is really friend. We know someone that knows Julie Bowen. So I'm just saying, if I put her on my list, possible. my freebie list, everybody gets a freebie list. I could update mine to include Julie Bowen and then Look, call in. A, I want that an, for you. In uh, call in a favor. As an as an invitation, hey, can I meet Julie Bone? Okay, continue. All right, well, let's get. I'm just uh, saying. She's looking at these pictures of her husband. She's on, he's, he's got some bedroom eyes. Oh, really? He's kind of dreamy. I might go the other way. Let Ed Daly talk money. about yeah. one of my country music boyfriends, oh, Tim McGraw. My God, yes. Very worried about him. Yes. Well, um, it's because he. I've seen pictures he of him. He clearly has AIDS. Stage. He's just very fit. Yeah, he's. He doesn't look like he has AIDS the, at all. The bug is very slimming. Not in this story. Yeah, he does. he does. He does. He looks AIDSy. Anyway, he, he collapsed on stage in Dublin, Ireland oh. recently, and he blamed lots of flying and dehydration 
on this collapse. And I feel like people are always trying to blame things on dehydration. Yeah. Like how no one gets dehydration. That was the Lowen playbook, yes. right? No one gets dehydrated. are you no. that you're no. collapsing? No. No. Unless – You got thirsty. Unless you've spent three days in the he bleachers at Wrigley Field, you don't know down, dehydration. Cut short oh, his workouts as a result. <laughs> yeah, those those Wrigley bleachers where you have like six, seven beers and yeah. still don't have to go to the men's room. Right, you're like wait, sweating it out. Yeah. Wait, Tim, if you're listening, He's like it's six p.m. I haven't pissed yet. Um, get hydrated. I'm worried about you. Oh man, maybe we can do a um, maybe we can do a trade like a little wife swapping. Oh, with, with Faith. Yeah. With Julie Bowen, you can have he her. Wants to but swap he's got to wrap up because I don't. I don't want you bringing. Me. I don't want you bringing home AIDS. He doesn't have AIDS. Or Look at him. I'm, I'm looking at this picture. He looks so easy. He just got, probably got really into got the, CrossFit. Uh, this is what he says. That's what a lot of people with AIDS say. Okay, what else? Kate? Um, apparently, this Adam Levine, Levine guy, oh, this five, and the voice is very, very rich because he is just slapped he's down. He's so rich. $35.5 million for a new uh, mansion in Beverly Hills. He also had a couple of other and Besides properties. the voice, like, I, I'm, they're not my music, but they've they've been a pretty yeah. successful band for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. But I think he's made the bulk of his money on this The Voice show, probably. Uh, I don't know. He sold, he sold a lot of records in a time where people don't sell records. He has bought a house that formerly belonged to Pete Sampras, where Sampras used oh, to uh, and Bridget. train on... Um, Oh, Pete's, no. In the Palisades? No, the other happy, really happy, not happy yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, there's a championship Billy Madison. Court, um, on the property where Sampras trained during his Grand Slam reign and then was owned by Will and Grace creator Max Muchnick. And now Adam and his uh, wife, Bahati Prinsloo, Victoria's oh, yeah. Secret model. He's on. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at it this overhead. Is in, this is in Beverly um, Hills. A drone shot of it. It's massive. So anyway, so this Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras has this is a, got some chips in the bank too. Huh? Okay, let's move on to the finance portion of my show. Speaking of people that aren't super good looking, Pete Sampras. No, he looks mm-hmm. like a, a um, monkey. Yeah. If you were looking to throw away a bunch of money, <laughs> I got some bad news for you. Uh oh. The Bitcoin knockoff. Endorsed by none other than legendary economist Steven Seagal. Oh, no. <laughs> Steven Seagal has his own Bitcoin? Yeah, and it's called, it's spelled Bitcoin, but it's got two I's in the coin section of the word. Oh, That's so it's, always a really solid way to invest your money with something that like intentionally misspells things. It's, so good. it's like it's like Sony Guts. They're just hoping Sony Guts. It got Sony Guts. Like like misspell it and they'll be redirected yes. to the Bitcoin no, I double it. I website. Yes. Anyway, invest um, with me. The Bitcoin knockoff <laughs> has received a cease and desist order from New Jersey's Bureau of Securities for fraudulently no, offering kidding. unregistered securities in violation of the securities law. Nobody knows what that means. No. But basically, it's that Bitcoin can't sell its digital whatevs in New Jersey because the whole operation seems really shady. Um, that reminds me. I saw John Oliver say, hey, is everybody else's DVR cutting off John Oliver? Because it's someone always. Told- the I last was, like really into yeah. five minutes. Yeah. I was really into HBO that needs to get their shit together. Segment. Man, I was trying with that segment, and, and I mean, it seems so dicey. But it's like, dense. I'm still, I struggle to understand what the fuck this is. I don't know, I don't know. But 
24-year-olds are getting rich It seems like complete momentum trading. Like, there's no Uh-oh. fundamentals at all. I don't know what Ed – I don't know. I didn't understand any part of that sentence that Ed just said well, because he's a Wall Street they guy. named a cryptocurrency after that Shiba Inu meme dog. Yeah. And now that's worth, like, billions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. So, also, I'm going to explain that to I'm me. I'm going to change this, the name of the show to the blockchain lifestyle. Maybe. Because do. if you put blockchain and shit, it's you get rich. more valuable. That's right. Okay. What else, Kate? <laughs> um, this is my favorite story. Um, rapper Vince Staples. Mm. You don't, if you're not familiar. Mm, I'm not. I know who Craig Mack is. <laughs> Was. Launched a GoFundMe account today. Aimed at critics of his recent tours, offering them a chance to pay him two million to just fuck off out of their lives, out of his life altogether. Out of what? <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> a chance to pay him, Vince, two million to just fuck off out of their lives altogether. Addressing fans unhappy with the energy levels and quote robot video game beats of his recent performance, yeah. Staples calmly and politely laid out the details of his. Hashtag G-O-M-F-D or get off my fucking dick campaign, oh. including his attempts to use <laughs> the money to, quote, move to Palmdale and buy a Honda in lieu of performing or releasing any more albums. Oh, I've driven through Palmdale. Despite you don't want to do that. a little bit of anger bleeding in around the edges, Staples presents the whole thing in a determinedly cheerful fashion. We can listen to it. I have the video if you want. It's 46 seconds long. Um, him. The campaign it? is currently raised $1,169 if towards I, uh, the goal of two mil. I could play it here if I get it. Should we call hear what up? Vince has to say? This is my last story, so well, we can wrap it up well, with this. I can wait. Vince, tell me what to Google. AV Club, Vince Staples. That's a pretty good move. Threaten people. I mean, he's pretty can you imagine? good at manipulating the media, and he's a pretty smart guy. A lot of these guys, not so smart. Vince Staples, he's pretty smart. Well, what about? I mean, he's not as smart as our our guy Tagashi sixty nine, right? Oh yeah, I like him. No one's as smart as him, Ed. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the I best. Mean, Wait, what's his name? Vince T- Staples. No, no, no. Takashi sixty nine has an oh six nine six nine. Oh, it's yeah. six six nine nine. Six six nine nine. Love that guy. <laughs> Probably my favorite artist. What? Yeah. So I did, I mistakenly did some um, digging on Takashi69 when I was looking for pi- a picture to include when we talked okay, about him on I our show. Send you this link yeah. I have it right here. I have it right here, but I'm oh, talking about something else in okay. case you were paying attention. Um, this Takashi69, he's not even Asian. What? He's just named himself Takashi. His real name, he's like Puerto Rican. His name is Daniel oh, Hernandez. Yeah, we did Google this. Yeah, oh, Takashi. He just named himself Takashi. He's not even Japanese. That's crazy. That's, I mean, that's not cool. This Vince Staples looks kind of like Russell Westbrook. Okay, here we go. And- hey, everybody. My name is Vince. First and foremost, I hope you're having a great day. I really do. Second, we've got a lot of complaints about our recent show performances, energy on stage, production choice. I think one person said it sounds like we're rapping on robot video game beats. Oh, shit. We would like to apologize for that. Secondary, well, this is third area, I guess. We would third like to area. give you an alternative. Third area. On GoFundMe.com, you could decide to donate to the cause of $2 million, which will allow me to shut the fuck up forever, and you will never hear from me again. No songs, no interviews, no anything. If not, 
you can choose to let me do what the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah. Get off of my dick or fund my lifestyle. The choice is yours. Either way, we appreciate you. Hey, uh, I don't know this Vince Staples, but I am mad at him. <laughs> Pretty funny. I am mad. I am yeah. At he's, all. But he's like Kate said. He's he's a marketing guy. He's not. Oh, yeah. he is. He's not that. He's not that good. No, but he like, he does find a way to, to keep him. He's smart. Himself. He's smart. Yeah, he knows uh, what he's doing. He he's not. I don't. I don't dig his music. But did he impregnate? Did he impregnate a Jenner? Not that I know. Oh. No. Well, I never heard of this guy. But Daniel Hernandez. Yes. Takashi 69. Bullshit. Also, I heard an interview with him and I'm pretty sure he was speaking English, but I did I couldn't really like get the dialect or anything. I didn't really know what he was talking about. At all. His shocking. His song I'm reading, his song Gummo, Takashi 69. Yeah. Song Gummo has 52 million Views? That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot because I think you get like a couple cents for every one of those with through yeah. AdWords. Featuring special guests Fat Joe, Casanova, and Uncle Murda. Ah, oh, that would be like I know I know the first part of that equation, but Uncle Murda. That's that? that's like that's kind of a weird Thanksgiving. Where it's like Chris Rock talks about oh, your molester fuck. uncle. Uncle Murda's like, coming. That's, hey guys, guys, hang back. Just like let Uncle Murda fix his plate first. Like we don't, don't want we don't want to get him angry. Let Uncle Murda talk politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no Trump talk at the table, especially when Uncle Murda's here. <laughs> uh, okay, Kate McManus. Anything else? No, that's that would uh, be we it. were great tonight. Oh man, we fucking tore it yeah. up. Vince Staples. That really that doesn't even sound like a rapper. Vince Staples sounds right. like a like a Nashville, like a music row country guy. Or that sounds like the online chat help for Staples. <laughs> I'm Vince Staples for Staples. Hey, I'm Vince Staples. What can I help you with? Are you looking for staplers? <laughs> you you can't find you can't find those folders you're looking for? Let me help you. I'm Vince Staples. <laughs> Oh, we've got two different sizes of hanging file folders. What can I do? <laughs> all right. Excellent job all um, the way around. Go, oh, yes. Um, a few of our Patreon listeners have increased their donations have recently. They? And that, I just want to. That makes up for everybody whose card know, doesn't go through. You every guys month. know who you are. Yeah. I'm not going to call you out, but thank you so much. Do we call really them out. Appreciate who's, it. Tell us who's up their donation. Um, I'd have to go. You're not. I, uh, I can't remember off the top of my okay, head. Okay. Well, let's like get. The name. We should recognize that because that is a. Special thing. I sent them a message. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, and we'll do now that I'm not doing the Bachelor lifestyle anymore. Till the till of course Bachelor in Paradise starts up. Uh, we or actually, I think the Bachelorette's coming up first. Wasn't Luckily, there some sort of Olympic Bachelor. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that. It was, it was already and on. Claire got engaged to some French dude. I think mm-hmm. French Canadian. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll be doing more Patreon content for our Patreon fans because we love you guys okay that is it for a daily for kate mcmanus my name is brian beckner this has been episode 211 of the baller lifestyle podcast wait we'll see you next week goodbye everybody
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.